Football is back, and BetMGM is inviting new customers to join the huddle and enjoy the action like never before. Sign up today using bonus code CHAMPION, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. You'll also have instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, player props, and boosted odds specials. Just download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code CHAMPION and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. The Bet MGM app is the perfect way to experience the excitement of wagering on live sports now in more markets than ever. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. everybody welcome to the dtv uh, dtvc connoisseur how are everyone doing tonight and jamie how are you doing tonight i am doing great i'm excited to be here all right excellent so i wanted to get a few um administrative things out of the way before we uh jump in to erased Uh, we're going back to belgium tonight after a week off um are you excited to get back to belgium after going there with uh in bruges yes (laughs) Can't get, it's a completely different experience, but yeah. You, you just can't get enough of those French fries and Stella Artois. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's see here. So, oh, the first thing I want to say is uh, we last week we got the most um, downloads of the podcast that we have had uh, since we started. So thank you, everybody, for uh, for See, checking when us out. We talked a bunch of nonsense. Exactly. I know. Of all the podcasts, everybody loved uh, what we had going on, I guess. They, you so know? does that mean we should just talk nonsense from here on out? That's it. We're going to roughly start with a little Aaron Eckhart, and the next thing we know, it's going to be uh, David Silver saying, um, I might be white, but I'm not vanilla. And so <laughs> that's what will happen. <laughs> but um, so we had that also. Uh, we got a review of our podcast, uh, D-E-Z-R-04, uh, told us um, – he gave us a really great review uh, – five stars. He said that uh, you and I have a great back and forth. Um, A plus entertainment. Um, He also said to check out the live show, um, which is what we're doing right now. But um, so I want to thank him very much for doing that as well. For sure. Thank you very much. Yeah. So I mean, for for me, and I'm not sure if I think you're you're on the same page with me on this, that, um, you know, I love the uh, reviewing the podcast and, and you know people that review and rate that's always great but the main thing is um i just love that we have the podcast on itunes so that people who want to check out the show uh, have one more way that they can do that 
Oh, yeah. And any number of ways that we can get people to be able to give it a listen, that's okay with me. Yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the things about our time, we're on at 8 p.m., which is, like you mentioned, it's rush hour in L.A. or on the West Coast. Um, so it's hard for everyone to be able to listen live because of that. Um, and so, you know, especially for those West Coast people, I, I, you know, there are a lot of people I know that follow my blog or our blog, you know, all of those things from uh, from England. So for them, it's like, what, three in the morning or one in the morning? What is it? One in the morning. One mm-hmm. in the morning. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's not easy for everybody to uh, to get in at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So, uh, you know, to have these different ways, I think, is, is fantastic. I agree. And uh I just, it breaks my heart to think that someone out there would like to listen but is unable to. Yeah. So that makes it all better. Yeah, any way we can do it is, is what we want. Excellent, very good. Now, Jamie, anything? Um, now, did you, um, you had the Insomniacs playlist last night? Yes, I did. That was an epic episode. It was two hours and 25 minutes. Oof. Yeah. Oh. Um, I have posted the the link the dropbox link it's on my twitter and my facebook so if anyone wants to listen to it now they can it will be archived at legionpodcast.com when i get around to it uh, but you can listen to it now um it was a fun show though it was all about sex excellent I did all sexy music so- and um went all over the place i did some metal did some rock did, did some pop it was just threw some things at you, some things that you were expecting and some things that you probably hadn't thought of in years. Yeah. Now, Berlin, did you get the Berlin song, Sex, in there or no? Was that too easy? No, I didn't. I, <laughs> <laughs> oddly enough. <laughs> uh, but that's a good one. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, See, I was thinking that would, but... that would have been too obvious. See, I was thinking you could just say, no, no, that's too obvious. Of course, you know, we're not doing, we're not doing sex. Oh, no, I did some obvious stuff. Oh, you did? Okay. I did. I did the stuff that, like, you know, Closer was in there. When nice. That was pretty obvious. And uh, I ended the show with The Bad Touch from Bloodhound Gang. So Ooh, I thought that was yeah. a, a fun little way to end the show. And so, yeah, I mean, there, there are some... Um, some usual suspects in there. Mm-hmm. I had a, f- I had a fun time though. Three of my choices were from the Filthy Fifteen, mm-hmm. um, which, if you are familiar with the parents, the parents council that was uh, founded in 1985 by yes. Kipper Gore and the mm-hmm. other Washington wives. When they, <laughs> yes. uh, they had a list of the Filthy Fifteen. You know, this, mm-hmm. the songs that were deemed unlistenable because they uh, mm-hmm. because of their content uh, whether it was about sex or drugs or whatever but mm-hmm. uh, so three of my choices were for, were directly from that list so basically I'm flying in their faces with nice. that. yes oh my god that was I remember that my my mom always had this theory about music like that where it's like as long as you don't say the words I don't care what you listen to um, and so it was always this badge of honor for me to have my mom like give the stamp of approval to this you know music that's very you know that that got the uh, the Tipper Gore explicit lyrics you know symbol on it. Yeah, and in tribute to that, if you see the show art for this week, I slapped an explicit lyrics oh. on there, but I purposely did not use the one that says parental guidance. You know, because <laughs> yeah. I don't need any parents' guidance. No. <laughs> we're all grown up. Exactly. So, <laughs> but I did. Uh, I thought that would be funny, so I slapped an explicit lyrics on there. And there are some explicit lyrics, and I'm pretty explicit too. I mean, you know me, I don't hold sure, back. Sure, sure. And so and, it was a very uh, empowering show. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, and I, I have just, uh, as far as the podcast, actually, I have updated ours so it is uh, in the explicit lyrics tag. So uh, is that my fault? 
No, 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 no. Well, well, no, I, you know, I, I didn't put it on originally because I was like, you know, we don't swear that often. But then I actually, when I actually listened to the podcast and I realized that we do swear that often, I thought, well, let's just be on the safe side, you know. So if you're young, if you're a youngin out there and you want to listen to the podcast and there's some sort of parental thing that's preventing you from it, just drop us a line, um, you know. My, my email uh, is dtvconnoisseur at yahoo.com. Drop us a line. We'll send you a copy of the podcast. We don't want kids to miss out on what we're doing here because it's not that bad. You know, it's just we do. Oh, no. Yeah. Not. And I I have a personal theory. It's basically if you don't cuss, then I really don't trust you. I mean, it's right. just it's just I have this whole I mean, I could get into this whole diatribe that I have about language and how we're so completely hung up right. on words when what is the difference yeah. between saying darn it and damn it when you mean exactly the same thing right right oh my so gosh they, oh my god you know they'll say damn on television now that's not yeah. a big deal but it, you know uh freak or fuck yeah you know yeah. it's the same thing the same meaning is behind it we are so hung up on these words and who gets to decide what is a good word and what is a bad word that's mm-hmm. completely ridiculous yeah. words are words that's and so I mean, you don't, you don't want to get me started on that, but it's just like, <laughs> so I, I just, I have this complete and utter freedom about language, and I think that um, it's all about intent, Yeah. you know? I mean, it's all about how you talk to someone mm-hmm. and, you know, what you mean when you say it. Yeah. That's what's important. Yeah, I always teach that, you know, as a, as a English, as a second language teacher, that's one of the biggest things I tell my students is that tone um, really changes the meaning of something, you know? And uh, and so if we're swearing here, but we're doing it in good-natured fun, it's just having a good time, you know. Sure. Yeah, and 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 so that's that's the key. Uh, that means I'm passionate. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> now Jen always gets a kick out of me because I I almost never swear, except for when I'm really tired. I I don't know what it is, but the moment the fatigue sets in, suddenly I'm just like, oh fuck that bastard, you know. It just it comes out, you know. And, and, uh, you know, tell that person he can go fuck himself, you know. And, and it'll be something as simple as, like, you know, we might see a commercial for McDonald's, and I'll be like, tell Ronald McDonald he can go fuck himself, you know. And, <laughs> and so, that makes it that much more entertaining yeah. to do it, though. Oh. Well, you know, and that's funny is I've noticed that about you. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and it's not that I don't, don't trust you because you, ha- you, do, you do swear on occasion, so it's okay. Yeah. But um, <laughs> just enough. To, to, right. to make it into my inner circle. <laughs> right, exactly. But, yes. <laughs> but no, I've noticed that it's not, I mean, you, you don't, you're not like a pirate sitting over there with the language flowing, and I'm, you know, and so I tend to um, try to be respectful of that, you know. I mean, I'll still let a fuck fly because that's just who I am, but mm-hmm. um, but then, but when you do, it just, I love it. Right, <laughs> yes, it makes it all the better, right, when I do, when I do let one go, yes, it's just it. <laughs> Uh, well, now, speaking of, of the F word here, um, we're looking at a movie called Erased with Aaron Eckhart. Uh, I- initial thoughts, Jamie, what, what, it, what have you got for us? Well, you know, I actually thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, me too. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. I really enjoyed his performance. Yep. I enjoyed his performance versus his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of times, teens are a hard sell yeah. for me. Because they'll either be, you know, they'll straddle annoying mm-hmm. or, you know, just, right. I wish you would die. Yes. You know? yes. <laughs> and even though she starts off, um, you know, to have sort of a, a, a shaky relationship, by the time we get to the middle of the movie, um, you know, they're rocking together. Yeah. I love it, like, the scene where they're in the hotel and they're basically mano a mano. Like, they're, you know, yeah. like, you be my eyes and ears. And, like, she's looking out for him. Mm-hmm. And, 
I like this kid. Yeah. You know, at first I wasn't sure because she was kind of a smart ass. Yeah. But then even in the very beginning, like the first time we see her and she's being sort of a smart ass to him and he's talking to her about the report card. Right. Yeah. And then she starts to leave and she's like, you're not going to kiss me goodbye. And I was like, aw. Yeah. And so right then and there, I, I was like, you know what? I like this kid okay. Yeah. And um, then throughout, I really did. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I agree with you first. I think that Aaron Eckhart carries the movie. Um but with her, I thought her character was very believable. Um, usually when a teen is too street smart or, or, or is too, uh, I don't know, self-assured, it doesn't come off right. But the way her character was uh, developed, the way she was kind of like this, this kid who's very um, cosmopolitan uh, due to the fact that her parents lived in different countries, um, they were separated. So she kind of, you could get the sense that she had to do a lot on her own. And I think that that added, it was believable that she would be able to kind of uh, go that next level and kind of be able to, to help him out as much as she could. Well, it takes a maturity to be able to adapt to various surroundings anyway. Right. So if you're going to be, if you're, if you have been moved from place to place or, you know, now you're living internationally mm-hmm. and then you have been forced to adapt to that situation, then it, you're going to grow up yeah. and you're going to have a, a little bit of maturity about you. So I think it's totally believable. Yeah. And I think she carried it off really well. Exactly. She's a cute girl too. I, you know, she was, um, she, I like her little round face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, right, right. Like you said, at the very beginning, she did seem bad, and I, 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 I the first thought that popped in my head is like, girl on Tumblr who reblogs a picture of maybe black and white picture of kid two teenagers having sex and writes above it like this or why can't I you know feels I you know whatever picture of a young <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. and writes feels on it you know like that's what I was expecting and then like you said it, it was a little bit I better. Yeah, yeah. No, I, don't <laughs> <laughs> I get all the feels. Yes. Uh, now, now I wanted to say about Aaron Eckhart. My big thing with Aaron Eckhart is that um that vein in his right hand. That that was part. That was one thing. But no, you the, that? I did notice that. That yeah. just drives me crazy. Yes. Like, How can you not do something about that? Do something about that. It's scary looking. Yes. Well, Looks like some kind of parasite living under his skin. <laughs> it did. It was pretty good size. Yeah. So so. <laughs> Maybe we, we may have ruined the film for everybody now because they're not going to be able to watch it without looking at that. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't that bad. No. Uh, but, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but that well, was just something that stuck at me. Well, no, that's, you made a great point there. Now, one thing I noticed, and I don't know if you noticed this too, um, you know, we're both Americans. Um, we're both uh, red-blooded, God-fearing Americans. And um, Belgium is – Belgium to me – and I'm, we'll, I want to get into more about Belgium later in the podcast, but it seems to be the best and the worst of Europe. Right, it seems to be everything that you think is great about Europe and everything that's bad. Like it has the the old world charm. Seems like you know it's got like the the history, um, the cosmopolitan nature. But then it also seems to have that stuck up, aristocratic vibe, the 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 kind of racist vibe that just like Northern European, we're better than everybody else. We have the better culture vibe, and I feel like Aaron Eckhart is just so like red blooded, meat eating American. And that he just kind of like, as as an American myself, I couldn't help but root for him to just take it to these bell. Even though the bad guy was an American too, there was still this sense of like, yeah, get in there, American, like bull in a china shop, and you know, just <laughs> take care of business. I don't. Did you have a feeling, like, or was that just me? Uh, I don't know if I 
I did feel that way. But I don't know if I would equate it to that. I mm-hmm. think I just really like Aaron Eckhart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I kind of went in with that attitude. Mm-hmm. I typically like the way he portrays any character. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, even even when we find out things about him that aren't glowing mm-hmm. i guess i don't know what the <laughs> i still am on his side i'm right. always I'm, i was always on his side yeah well if i had to choose between him and the bad things he did and belgians i'm, I'm still going with him you're choosing him yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's this <laughs> but you know i i think you know you make a great point about aaron eckhart there is a certain earnestness um i mean you know there, you can look at him and be like oh the romantic comedy guy you know he just seems to have that like uh, chiseled, featured, all-American thing that kind of can be boring and off-putting, but or, or on the surface he has that, but I think you're right. There's a certain earnestness that he brings to uh, whatever role he's playing that just makes it, just even if the movie itself is bad, it just makes it a little bit better from him. My favorite Aaron Eckhart role was Thank You for Smoking. Mm-hmm. I love him, and I think he completely... It, it, he is like the personification of what that film is about and that mm-hmm. that goes back to him being so so american and so mm-hmm. you know chiseled jaw and <laughs> yes. you know he's, he's like the representation of of everything that you think of uh commercially mm-hmm. and uh so he plays that really well but then there's a, there can be a softness to him mm-hmm. and uh some emotion to him and i kind of felt that when he was yeah. with his daughter some you know the fact that he didn't i mean you know she got upset with him because he was lying to her uh, mm-hmm. about a lot of stuff, but he was only lying to her because he didn't want her to know because she's his daughter, and he didn't want her to know these things about him. So I, it was a, it was a, it was a noble thing, mm-hmm. you know. It was who would, yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. who would? So it's it, um, but but there was a, a softness and a, and a tenderness, and you know, there was one point where uh, he just he called her a smartass. You know? Yes, <laughs> and and it was just sort of in the midst of everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, she says something I forget now what it was about, but and she he's like smartass, you yeah. know, and yeah. I believed that. I totally believed it. Yeah, yeah, it did. that you know, I, for me, the movie itself, I will say, like I I kind of like the plot, kind of didn't. Um, the director, I'm a big fan of. Um, he did a movie called uh, I I should have written his name down. I can't believe I didn't do that. Phillips. It's, yeah, he's German, <laughs> and he did this really great movie called The North Face, also known as uh, Norvand. Um, it's you, if you haven't seen this movie, you've got to see it. It's uh, um, it's in German with uh, English subtitles. It it was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is on Instant, but um, it's about these two men in the 30s who uh, under Nazi Germany who uh, try to climb the north face of the Eiger with just your old-fashioned, you know, Alpine. I mean, this is the 30s, you know, you think of the Alpine equipment they had back then. And uh, it is intense. Um, so it, that is, it's like the most, I, I mean, as far as like scary, you know, you, you think of it like a horror film being scary. This has all of the fear elements you want with the, the heights and the wind and the cold. Um, I mean, everything to it. So when I went into this one, I was looking for that. And he did deliver some of it, but I also felt like he kind of went a little too born identity with it. Um, That's exactly the feeling that I got. To. Yeah, and so that I had that going on where it was kind of a little too born identity. Um, it was felt like a little bit of a retread. I also, other than the daughter, I didn't like a lot of the other actresses. Um, like transporter. Yes, in, exactly. In some elements. Um, he, yeah, it had that feel. But Aaron Eckhart really carries. Uh, carries it through all of that stuff for me, and I, I, I noticed myself thinking that as I'm watching. I'm like, I, I shouldn't like this movie. 
Um, I don't normally like this movie, you know? And, but I'm liking it because I'm rooting for Aaron Eckhart. I think it's working on that level. And I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting to feel that way. I think um, as, far as, as far as the plot and the story goes, I was actually pleasantly surprised with some of the, some of the turns that we took. Mm-hmm. I really liked the, and the very it's, – okay, it's kind of funny because the, the movie is called Erased. Right. You know, so yes. it should have been – it uh, should have been in the forefront of my mind <laughs> yes. when, he, when he first goes to the headquarters mm-hmm. uh, like when, when the whole when his establishment just disappears right and then he goes to the main headquarters and he's like look i work for you and they're like no you don't yeah and he's like yes i do and they're yes. like no you don't and he's like look i was hired i have he's like let me have your battery i've got my blackberry i've got all of my all of my correspondence mm-hmm. in here and they look at it and there's nothing, nothing there nothing there you know, so there's absolutely no proof of him ever existing with this company or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, ooh, I mean, it was kind of chilling, mm-hmm. you know. And then uh, when he finds the bodies and then I was, you know, I was. Yeah. And then it hit me. I was like, well, it's called Erased. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it had a little like North by Northwest or, you know, kind of, I don't want I, I hate to be cliche ridden and talk about it being Hitchcockian, but it had that kind of vibe to it. I can, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sort of a, a, a modern version mm-hmm. of a, but it's like, it's one of those stories, and I love those stories, though, mm-hmm. where you know that, you know, what's going on, right. and and you're on their side, mm-hmm. and yet they have no proof of what they're trying to prove, and so yeah. it's just, uh, you know, every time they turn a corner, it's, it's uh, what they're expecting to be there isn't there, mm-hmm. and there's no way for them to prove w- that what they're trying to say is true, mm-hmm. and I, I just, it. I hate that for them because then, yes. then I start to feel for them like, but no. <laughs> yes. Oh, exactly. Yes. I mean, and then he's like, I'm getting paychecks from you. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> right. he was. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know. I, I kind of like, I, I, with my job, I probably shouldn't be talking about this on the air, but my, um, when I have to contact support, sometimes there are people that don't speak English. It's a first language. And sometimes it's like, I feel the same way. I'm like, I'm giving you proof that this, that I taught this class. Why are you, you know? Well, I got to go check with, you know, and then, you know, then they refer to me as she because they get their object pronouns incorrect. And, you know, it just <laughs> so I, I kind of could feel for Aaron Eckhart there a little bit, too. I, I, I kind of sympathize with him a little bit. It was, uh, you know, in this age of everything being so reliant yes. on electronic devices and electronic correspondence. Mm-hmm. It's much easier to to lose your proof. Yes. You know, back before we had everything in email. Right. You, you had paper copies of everything, and you had yes. your proof right there. But mm-hmm. since everything is pretty much electronic these days, if something if someone wants to wipe you out, yeah, it, then you're going to be wiped out. Yeah, yeah. And Aaron Eckhart, his character was just the kind of character that would have kept everything electronic. Um, he was, you know, up on a lot of technology. I mean, you, what we see his job is is he's trying to uh, circumvent security technology and showing how to do that. Um, and of course, we see he gives the kind of gives the blueprint for, uh, and we we know I, I I'm not really giving anything away because they they show us that he this guy is uh, not to be trusted that he's the baddie uh, right away, um, which is kind of an interesting twist that we see we know that this guy is not to be trusted, and we actually watch Aaron Eckhart telling him how to break into the security device, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that scene too, where he's just going through each de- each device and saying, okay, this is what we found. Yes. 
Uh, you know, we, we played with this one for a while. It was kind of tough. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, or, or the the first one, he's like, we don't want to use something that could be so easily dismantled with right. household bleach. Yes. You know? um, but I really like that stuff. I, I, love, I love all the techno stuff. And yeah. I find it completely fascinating. Mm-hmm. And so when you have a movie that goes into it that that in depth, at least for that little bit, it it always interests me quite a bit because I think, and that's why I love like heist movies where they yes. use technology. Um, that always fascinates me. Mm-hmm. It's just, <laughs> um, it's just, uh, I don't know. I love that shit. Yeah. No, I, I <laughs> like w- sneakers. You know. Yes. Oh yes. I love sneakers. Oh yes. I haven't seen that one <laughs> that in forever. Right. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, you, you're right about that. Like when I think about some other ones like that, um, you know, it, it like when I when we think about Parker, not to go back, but but one of the things I didn't like about Parker was that that opening uh, heist. One, it mm-hmm. took forever to happen, and two, there was none of that kind. Of, and also the other the bi- other big heist, they didn't do any of that really. It was all very simple. Yeah, and that's kind of like that. That's why I like movies like you know Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. And um, or like the Italian Job, yeah. the remake of the Italian Job, or or um, there's something else that was sticking out now. I can't think of what it was, but anytime it's something, oh, even something as simple as like um, Gone in sixty seconds. Yep. When they have, and what I love about that film is that they have like the old school, the old school carjack guys mm-hmm. versus the new ones who have all the the you know current technology. And yeah. I just I love to see old school face off with technology. It's yeah, just, yeah. That's something I liked about Expendables three. <laughs> I, see, I haven't seen that yet. I don't think, but they have they had the old versus the new. The, and yes. Dolph Lundgren, of course, is part of the old guard. And when they're introduced to the new kids, uh, one of the the new guys has this like, um, uh, it's, it's a it's a device on his arm that like, no, I don't even know what all it does, but. Um, it just he uses it to control like bombs and things and right. and um, later on <laughs> later on Dolph Lundgren shows up with one and they're like where did you get that and he's like I bought it after the guy <laughs> and he's like I just use it to check the weather <laughs> oh my god that would be odd. oh my god I would love that I, yeah I great. I'm like I'm like too much the video guy. I never get out to the theater anymore. So I need to do. I I, I wanted to check that one out too, but so I. Well, I gotta tell you. Yeah. I PG thirteen hurt that quite a bit. Ooh, I it was PG. Did. Yeah. Um, and and it's just because I think it's just because I was used to the level of violence that we got from one and yeah. two. Yeah. I mean. But I think there are other issues with that one, too. Like, I really don't think the story is all that strong. Although I saw it twice, and the second time I watched it, I liked it better. Okay. But, um, but I think it did have issues. It's not my favorite yeah. by any stretch. But it was it was okay. Yeah. PG-13 hurts – you know, that's one thing that I like about direct-to-video is that it can go unrated. And so it doesn't need to worry about getting an audience of kids to come in to see it. Um, I think that helps. Uh, they don't, you know, they can they can afford to be as dirty or as nasty as they want without um, losing part of their audience. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that helps. Oh, Beefy Beard said Rambo Five is going to be gory as shit. I remember Rambo Four. Oh man. Gloriously gory. Oh, so good. All of its high definition goodness. Mm-hmm. I love the shit out of that movie. Yeah. Um, he also said Sneakers has a great cast, and yes, it does. That's yeah. part of this 
the strength of that film is it had an amazing cast. But um, um, yeah, yeah, I love, I love. Oh. The, I love the last Rambo film, and then I'm looking forward to seeing more of that. I want body parts flying and yes. blood gush. That I, was just oh, my God. That that scene where he has that massive machine gun on the back of the truck, and you just see this pile of extras coming in, you're just like, oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. Yeah. Oh. There are scenes where you actually see pieces like a yes. leg go flying across yes. the screen. Yeah. Like, Nailed it. Yeah. Oh, um, my so God. So I think, yeah, as far as, like, Expendable 3 goes, uh, it. And I'm not saying PG-13 is bad across the board. You know, I don't think it, that that's a death knell for movies. That's not at all what I'm saying. No, no. But I'm just saying if you start out a franchise, an R, a strong R, yeah, and then you dip it down to a PG-13, to me, it just sort of loses a little something just because yeah. of what I had been used to before. Yeah, I agree. Know. I agree. I agree. But uh, this one, uh, this one is an R-rated film, and I'm not really sure why. Well, because because the ho- uh, we're I noticed this again. Um, we're we're in the hospital, and hospital workers are getting mowed down. Uh, the the I, I don't know what movie people do, do. Do people who make movies have bad experiences in hospitals? Because it seems like every time we watch a movie here, <laughs> the the medical community are are getting it. And here we are in Belgium. There's that fight scene where the the assassin guy is going after Aaron Eckhart, and we get some really good action between those two, but. People in the hospital are just getting blown away. He's like, you know, they're just standing there as human shields for for Aaron Eckhart. So that's where the PG-13, I think it's two scenes. I think it's the very opening heist where we get um, everybody who works at the block at the bank is is shot. And then the hospital scene. I think that's where our our rating comes from. And then, I mean, like when we come out after we come out of the vault and then you Mm -hmm. see like the woman slumped on the ground in the corner, she's been shot twice. And then you see the guy slumped on the ground and then the other guy comes in and he gets shot. But there's there's nothing really visceral about it. There's nothing bloody about it. It's just shot bodies. And and I can see if there was, you know, body parts flying random and and, and blood and gore. Yeah. But it's just, there is a lot of death. Yeah. it's like action death. It's not gory death, and so yeah. I guess I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just too used to um, I don't know. I mean, I'm just well, too used to other things. And I look at this and I'm like, I don't see what's so bad about it. You know what else it might be? <laughs> it might just be that Belgium itself bumps the rating up. Uh, had the film been set? Oh, look at look at somebody said he heads hospitals too. Room 22 episode of Twilight. Yes, okay, beefy beer. I see. All right, I'm getting where this comes from. Where the hospital hatred comes from. It's uh, <laughs> the Twilight Zone episode. But um, uh, no, I think Belgium plays a big part in this being an R-rated film, too. I think if it had been set in, um, well, the Netherlands would have probably been NC-17. But um, had it been set maybe in Germany, uh, France especially is a good PG area. Um, but Belgium is kind of, you know, they have a bad history uh, as far as, you know, King Leopold was not a nice guy, especially the way he treated Zaire, um, the Congo. I think Belgium itself, we don't want our kids to be seeing Belgium unless they really, you know, unless they're old enough and mature enough to, you know. Um, I never even considered that that would have anything yeah. to do with it. You know. That's interesting. Yeah, beer and french fries are just, you know. I actually, because there, there were some low points in the film, I went to uh, CIAWorldFactBook.com and looked up some facts about Belgium. Um, I don't know if you ever go to CIA World Factbook. I think it's WorldFactBook.gov. Um, I used to do that when I was in college as an anthropology major uh, to look up information about a country like Afghanistan. Um, but they have every country, the World Factbook. Uh, so if you ever want to travel somewhere, they'll tell you what to look out for. Um, Belgium, it's uh, it's about the size of Maryland, 
But uh, population-wise, it's about the size of Georgia. So, you know, that's that gives you an idea. You've got this little tiny place with all these people in it. Um, that that's an R rating right there. I think just to start with, um, it just you know, for for us Americans, we just we you know, it's it's not a I don't know. It seems like a scary place to me. Am I am I wrong about this, or did have you had the same idea about Belgium or? No, I never no. did. <laughs> you never you never thought about Belgium as an R rating. No, well, that's just not something I ever put into context. I, I, I never consider placement of film as having anything to do with the rating. It's something I will look at, I will think about now for certain. Yeah. But it's just not something I ever consider. Well, they, you know, we don't even know what language they speak. They speak French sometimes. Sometimes they speak Dutch or German, Flemish. Like, they don't really even know. They think they're French, but they're kind of not. They're Belgian. Um,. You know, they completely, completely undermined us. We um with the whole freedom fries thing because everybody was like, "Oh, we hate the French," you know, uh, uh freedom fries, and it's like, well, no, actually, French fries are from Belgium. You know, like they really kind of got us there with that one. I think it was good to see Aaron Eckhart run through the country and you know get them back. You know, get them back for the freedom fries thing. Um, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I don't know. But um, this is a term I never used anyway because. Because they're Fran- they're ridiculous. Belgian because they're from Belgium, right? Not because you hate the French. Well, and then the whole like, you know, the sales of French's mustard went down. Are you yes. kidding me? I know. I mean, God, am I? Am I oh, my last name is Fran. I'm, I'm I'm of French descent. I had to go around using my my mom's maiden name because I was a fool. You just tell everyone you're Canadian. I'm Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, it's what, I mean, just... seriously, if you were American for a while, it was it was a, it was a safe bet to just if you went to a foreign country, like no, I'm Canadian. Yeah. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about. Oh, the about. Canadian flag backpack patch. Yes. <laughs> Oh my! Yeah, everybody had to have. They they would tell you that too. Like I would read books. They'd say, you know, put on the Canadian flag backpack patch. It might work for you. You know, make sure you rhyme sor- uh, sorry with story. Just yeah, the only time anyone ever really wanted to be Canadian. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I, I love my Canadians. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got that two shows in a row tonight where we've done some comedic. I was oh. um. I just on the skeleton crew we were talking about being Canadian and and someone referred to them as can, as Canadians as American light. America Junior, that's what I always say. And from I, the Simpsons. I said it was like you know was the Canadians are to America as the sacrament is to the actual Jim Jones story. If you saw the movie The Sacrament, then it's basically a watered down version mm-hmm. of the Jim Jones story. So oh man, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, no, I'm kidding though. I love Canadians. No, and they we have do. A and beautiful. I- Ripe history and uh, an amazing, an amazing countryside. I mean, it's just, it's yes. beautiful. So yeah, and my know. family actually is no, from no. Quebec, so they are. You know, I'm, I'm French by way of Canada, so I too. You are, so y- you're yeah. okay. Yeah, we don't. Why don't we never say that? You notice we don't say that. I'm, you know, hater talk. Right, we, and we, they'll believe you. Yeah. <laughs> what do we say? We say like <laughs> no a, I'm half, I'm half Irish, half French. We don't say I'm, I'm half Canadian, half French. You know, we don't. Um, it's that's not a, it's not considered an ethnicity, I guess. I guess it's not. I mean, I guess no. you're either Canadian or you're not. You yeah. Know? Interestingly, I was almost born in Canada. Mm. Um, my parents had moved to Canada while my mother was pregnant, mm. and right before she was about to give birth, she changed her mind. She she <laughs> she uh, opted out and decided she wanted me to be born as an American. Mm-hmm. So they jetted back across the border and made it as far as Wisconsin before I was born, before you were born. and then came back to Georgia. But I was almost Canadian. I was 
this close to being Canadian. Can I can I just say I'm calling bullshit on that. I think you you want to be president someday. You were born in Canada. You're just starting the fires right now. <laughs> Get, getting out ahead of the birthers, right? You're getting right out. Now. You're getting out ahead so of the birthers. We want to see that proof. birth certificate. Yes. This is my proof right That's here. You right. don't need to see a birth certificate. Listen to this podcast. That's right. Exactly. I said I'm American, damn it. That's all you need. Uh, CNN's <laughs> going to be playing <laughs> clips of this in in twenty in ten years, ten or fifteen yeah, years. Yeah, because I'm here. ever going to be president. That's so. it. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, you know, apparently, apparently Obama's parent uh, parents knew he was going to be president. That's why they set in motion the whole Hawaii thing ahead of time. They knew uh, that he was going to be president. So, you know, I, 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 there's no reason for me not to believe that you don't know something we don't about you being president. So, you know, my mother had high hopes. She had high hopes. She knew. It's just gonna be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now, we, we had, um, I, I wanted to talk about our female lead in this film because uh, did you notice that she kind of looks like a poor man's Catherine Zeta Jones? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and Jen made the joke. The uh, Anna. Yes, was that her name, Anna? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jen made the joke that it's kind of like no reservations, right? Because uh, except uh, there's no restaurant and there's no Catherine Zeta Jones, but otherwise it is, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so, uh, so that was uh, I, I got a kick out of that because I was like, oh, I didn't even think of no reservations as another Aaron Eckhart film. And then there's the poor man's Catherine Zeta Jones. Almost like a the sequel that that we didn't expect. <laughs> <laughs> no reservations. But um, yeah. What else did I have in here for mine? Uh, oh, oh, we. Did, I don't know if you remember. Did I? I don't. I think I brought it up on the. Maybe it was the Parker one. Um, I think it was the one of the, one of a previous podcasts. I talk about the trope where the heroes, people who help the hero, are killed, and we get that really badly here, where we get this uh this Belgian man. I don't know if he's um from a, uh, an Arab country or an Indian, you know, but um he's living in Belgium and he's kind of one of those fix it guys. And he helps get Aaron Eckhart and his daughter away from Antwerp, is it? Mm-hmm. Only to just have his daughter killed and him killed and, you know. Like, it's, it's not just that the hero dies. It's like the hero's like, you know, what, was it his granddaughter or his niece? I don't know what it was, but a five-year-old gets killed as well. So I, I've never liked this, this thing in, in action movies where people help the hero and they are thanked by being killed for their troubles. Happens in horror movies, too. Yeah. I mean, it's just... It basically, the lesson that you learn from that is don't ever help anyone. Well, you know, it's very American. Yeah, you know, haul ass. Yeah, very, very <laughs> you American. Sit going down, get out. Yes, that's that's. You know, we're we're talking about how great. Oh, somebody says Asian buddy dies early in Temple of Doom. Exactly. Yeah, it's like we, you know, we were talking about Aaron Eckhart as the American running through Belgium, and we like that idea. But you know, the Belgians are tell, teaching us that you know, we we help each other. You Americans, you 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 know. You feel like you shouldn't help, you know, or or it, it's a sign of weakness to help somebody, and you're going to die for it. Apparently, is the message. Yeah, I get. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. <laughs> I, I just, uh, I think the message is to. Just don't help anyone. Don't help anyone, you know. And that's well, you're all, right, though. That is very American. Oh, it's very, very conservative <laughs> republic, you know. Like, ah, oh, uh, I'm on my own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unemployment, unemployment, you know. <laughs> Health insurance? What? No, we don't. You know, you need to get sick and die, or you need to pay massive copays and premiums. That's you know, the only way this works. There's no, you know, help, schmelp. You know, uh, you know, they don't. You know, 
It's 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 and so there that, that's what that's the message, you know. That's that's Belgium's like Belgium's last gas before Aaron Eckhart blows up the whole country and you know. <laughs> <laughs> that is give I gave away the ending. Yes, Belgium just dis- disintegrates in a mushroom cloud. He didn't really give up the whole the, the ending though. I mean he no. doesn't actually blow up no. the entire country. <laughs> Or did he? I don't know. Did that? It's it. That's it. It's just. It's you know. The World Cup never That's happened. Powerful briefcase. Yes. Yes. It was what it was. <laughs> That's it. Belgium, you're done. Your time's up, baby. I would. You know. What would we have done? Where would we have gotten our Stella Artois if they, they blew up Belgium? Well, was this? When did this come out? 2012. Okay. So yeah. So we, we still would have gotten that movie. So, so we would have gotten in Bruce. So you still would have been able to do your <laughs> podcast. There you go. Yeah. So. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yes. That would be like a great movie, though. I, you know, I don't know. What, what what are there other countries you could blow up? But um, Belgium is, you know. I'm, I, 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 is, would it have a massive impact on the rest of the world? Ugh. Well, you know. That's where all. That's where a lot of the diamonds come from. So there's that. No, the diamonds don't come from there, right? The they're diamonds are from, taken from Af. Maybe they go to Antwerp to buy the diamonds. So yeah. So maybe somewhere else to peddle their diamonds. Yeah. Well, what no? What happens is that the people, the African countries, they get to keep more of their money. It's not getting funneled through Belgium. There's less of an exploitative system. So okay. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. Sierra Leone becomes a world power. So. Oh, somebody said Luxembourg. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> what would probably happen is, is that if you blew up Belgium, Luxembourg would get taken along with it because it's right there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have some fallout. Yeah, we'd probably lose <laughs> half of the <laughs> Netherlands. Oh, it'd be, you know, we yeah, they're, they're all so tightly packed in there, you know? It's like, you know, it's like for us, we'd be like, oh, you know, what the hell do you need South Dakota? I, I, I hate to admit, what do you need Maine for? I guess you know it's another small state, but you know, like Nebraska. lives in Nebraska. Nebraska, exactly. And if you if you blew up Nebraska, you probably take yeah, you know, you'd take a little Kansas with you, maybe the the eastern part of Colorado. It's you know, it's you know, and, the majority and, of the population is focused on the eastern coast anyway, like yes. you know, up and down the eastern seaboard. So yeah. Way out there in the west, there you know that's kind of expendable. We don't, you know, we don't even know what, what. What I think the only thing I could think of that happens in Nebraska is the College World Series, and you know, you know that's where Arbor Day started. Was Nebraska? Interestingly, because they have no trees. Yeah, that's why it started because they're just like, give us they some want trees, trees, please, please give us some trees. Take them from Belgium. We'll take. As okay, well, as we learned from in Bruges, if we blew up Belgium, then we right. would be missing all those fantastic buildings. Yes. That's all they talk about. Like, the majority of the well, film is the, is the historical buildings and how beautiful they are. So Exactly. That. That's what I was saying, is that that's the, the good, right? They have, it's like they have everything that's good and bad about Europe, all in one cute little pack, Maryland-sized package, you know? And, uh, it's, it's like, you know, they get the really nice buildings, they, they have that kind of cute European cosmopolitanist, but like I said, there's also there's there's the racism, there's the I don't know, there's that the pomp pomposity is that a word the the pompousness, um, yeah it's it's you know it's good and bad and so yeah we'd lose the buildings you know I guess it's is that <laughs> well you can get racism anywhere so yes um, that's true you know, wouldn't that's not something that would I, th- I think 
tilt the world view. Yes. Um, <laughs> you can just always go somewhere else to get that. Yeah. Um, and there's pomp there are pompous assholes everywhere you exactly. go. Exactly. Um, um, I'm sure you so, can go to other parts of Europe and, and get them. I don't you know. know. Waffles? Ooh, yeah. Well, well, Beefy Beard talked about wanting his waffles <laughs> R-rated, right, because of the Belgians. <laughs> And, and that's probably another part of it. Those waffles are big. And that's another thing that's very scary for kids because, you know, you think about kids. They have their smaller bodies, and their parents always tell them to eat all their food, you know. And, you know, I know my nephew. He loves waffles, you know, like the frozen Eggo waffle types. If you slap down some big Belgian waffle, he'd, he'd run. He'd be like, no, I can't. I'm not eating that. I, I don't know what you're talking. You know, make me some Easy Mac or something. Um, and, and he might not be able to sleep that night either. He might have to stay up all night playing Minecraft. Um, so I think the waffles are also R-rated. I think that's another where area where we get the R rating for this film. Well, you could make them R-rated if you took like whipped cream and Oof. drew some dirty pictures on them. Yes. You know, well, <laughs> cherry for nipple. Yes. Not <laughs> somewhere. Cool. And, and we know we know when it comes to movie ratings, violence is okay, but sex, that's that's where it gets that's where it Oof. gets questionable because we, yeah. God forbid. Oh. That anyone be aware mm-hmm. that sex is something that happens. Yeah, yeah. You can show pictures of Aaron Eckhart's scarred back all you want, but man, you start moving a little too far to the front there, and and boom, you're you're trading on NC-17 pe- territory, you know? Well, yeah, because as far as movies are concerned, we have no genitalia. No, no, we're just we're Barbie like and Ken. Anakin's. We're Barbie and Ken, exactly. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, and that doesn't happen. No. We can't have sex. No. And the human body is wrong. Yes. There's something horribly wrong with the human yes. body. Haven't you heard? Well, right. When we, we don't have sex, right? We make love. And it's really just like um, canned romantic music, uh, sheets, covered in sheets, and just yeah, kind of like. L shaped sheet. The that, L shaped that <laughs> covers the woman up to her armpits yes. and the pants to her waist. Yes. And it's just kind of like this rhythmic thing that, like, uh, I'm, you know, it's, it's like, uh, like the ocean or something. We're just kind of, you know, like grooving we're not really having sex we're just kind of grooving into each other you know it's, it's almost like it's set to the music right there's something yes well that's why you don't have the noise you have a montage of different angles and then the music right a lot of saxophone e yeah small the back yeah feet occasionally feet no, no actually you usually don't have feet because you're completely covered by the blankets well, sometimes you can have the legs sticking out of the blankets and the feet sort of rubbing against each other. Yes. And that's, that, yeah. will, that will yeah. indicate that there is something going on there. Yeah. And then, of course, in Mitchell, you have the uh, getting the beer with his feet and the baby oil in the corner. That that would be NC-17 as far as I'm concerned. That's, that, <laughs> that's hideous. But, you know... <laughs> But but it, it is kind of a fascinating thing, like what we've done to sex in movies in the United States. Like we've we've just turned, you know, it's like violence is, hey, you know, get out there and do your thing. You know, like my favorite uh, PG-13 movie is The Dark Knight because you've got Aaron Eckhart who gets half his face burnt off. You've got Maggie Gyllenhaal who uh, gets to watch a clock tick down while she dies. And you get... Um, uh, a villain who gives people bloody smiles, and boom, there you go, PG-13. You know, you're you're good to go. But uh, man, if if you would just cut all of that out and you just had a uh, uh, Christian Bale having sex with Maggie Gyllenhaal, that would have been it. It would have been yeah. Would have been all over. <laughs> yes. Now, Beefy Beer just mentioned the Silent Rage uh, sex montage. There are some great action film sex scenes. Um, any any of them with. 
Don the Dragon Wilson are just hilarious. And I always kind of wonder, like, where these women get their sense that they want to have sex with Don the Dragon. But, um, I mean, those ones are just always hilarious. Don is like, you know, he's he was always uncomfortable as an actor anyway. And then put him in the love scene, and it's just, you know, uh, he's, you know, it, it, it he looks like the guy who complains on Tumblr about being friend-zoned or on Reddit or something about being friend-zoned. Uh, his his awkwardness, you know, in those scenes. If there was a, a, any of the blood sports when he or not blood blood fists when uh, when he he has a love scene. Those are hilarious. Those those should be rated R. That that's for sure. I love how you categorize everyone as Tumblr people. Tumblr or Reddit? Kind of, yes. Um, what kind of Tumblr person are you? Me. Uh, this is all right. This is <laughs> this is the kind of Tumblr person I am. Yes. I don't have Tumblr. Oh yes. I don't do Tumblr. I don't go to Tumblr. I've been there some in the past and didn't quite get what I mean I just it was like okay I don't I don't get the draw so what does that make me I old? no no <laughs> no no it, it, it means you're you're free no but I, I got into Tumblr I, a girl I knew a while back she wanted to do a blog and she's telling me about Tumblr this was in 09 and I had been doing the the direct-to-video connoisseur for a little while then and uh, she wanted me to help her out so I did and I was like oh this Tumblr thing I might be able to use this to uh, maybe get some of my own short uh, short stories out, excuse me, and um, and and then also get the word out about my blog. Um, and next thing I knew, it became Facebook for me, and I was just you know, but uh, but that that's actually how I met Jen. We both um, through music, because um, we both posted a lot of music, and we kind of found through some uh, other mutual music person, uh, we just kind of got to know each other through that, and and it was it was kind of crazy. Um, so it, that's how uh, that's how I met my wife was through Tumblr, but um. Well, and I know people who they won't touch Facebook, but they're all over Tumblr, you know. And it's like, oh, I got this many people following me on Tumblr, and this yeah. person I'm trying to get them to follow me for a long time, and they finally did, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, no, no, it's it's not better than Facebook. <laughs> I'll tell you that. That you get when you get on there, it can it can be pretty hardcore Tumblr. Um, but like one of the things is like, see, I um. I'll notice like a, a, a woman that I follow. Usually, it's a female that will, will reblog one of these guys that talks about being in the friend zone, and it just becomes kind of this big, huge thing about you know this whole idea that uh, if you put enough nice coins in a woman, she'll have sex with you, you know, and uh, that that's the only way, you know. And um, and so when um, when we when I always hear about that friend zone thing, like I, I just like the first thing that I, when we we're talking about Don the Dragon Wilson in his films having sex, I just thought of like, you know. Maybe how these friend zone guys that have you know uh, always complained about not being able to sleep with a woman because they ignore them—that's probably what they see sex as. You know, is just Don the Dragon Wilson getting after it. Uh, lots of uh, saxophone um, montage clips, that kind of thing. I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, there are a few different. You know, you get the social justice warriors on Tumblr. Um, you get you get uh, a lot of black and white porn. Um, and, and I've noticed that, that both men and women tend to post a lot of black and white, you know, guys with uh, beards, um, tattoos, and, uh, and the women are usually, you know, not as many tattoos on the women usually, but, uh, you know, they, kids like a lot of that. They like a lot, you know. Oh, wait, when you live in the friend zone, there are no strings. I like that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's it, it's kind of like... I, I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's a, uh, you know, I, I don't get to do, go on as much anymore, but I, I, I do get on there enough. You, you'll notice, um, uh, I'll check out like John, 
is on there, After Movie Diner, so you can check out his. There are a few really cool uh, blogs on there, and I, I have my direct-to-video connoisseur yeah, one. Yeah, well, you got what you wanted. You don't need to go back anymore. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, what's funny, though, is you, that, that that's how you met Jen. But you know how I met Brian? How? He was a listener. Wow. He was a listener to one of my shows, yeah. and it just sort of, um, you know, grew yeah. from there. Um, we started to start out as friends, and then it just, just sort of grew from there. But I mean, it's um, it's amazing because my um, my relationship before that, which lasted for like nine years, mm -hmm. was also internet based originally. Yeah. And then um, he relocated, and we lived together for several years. But um, that was because I was a writer on a on a website, and he was a fan of my writing, yeah. and then. You know, just sort of took off from there. So yeah, you know, we we yeah. we we don't think about this, and you know, but it. I think we 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 think that the internet, doing it by the internet, is kind of a crazy way to do it. But really, what it is is the internet allows you to kind of weed out uh, people who, you know, the dating process. You don't always find out right away if uh, if people have the same interests as you, because it seems kind of superficial to start with. But with the internet, you kind of can get in there on a on that like you know like oh boy we both really love this kind of thing, and you can kind of start the the conversation from there. And you can kind of weed out the people that you know um, aren't going to have the same interests without the whole process of like dating for five or six months and you know all of the other and stuff. And realizing yeah you know, yeah oh man all this time he told me he was a horror fan and I'll be damned if he's not yes. really yes exactly you know, which, it, to, to be honest that is a deal breaker for me yeah. Like, you can't, you, I will not be, I can't yeah. be with someone who is not a horror fan because yeah. it's just too much of who I am. Yeah. So, and I was unable to find anyone locally that really, it just never worked out. Right. And it just, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, I like horror. Was that, I like Friday the 13th. Yeah, that, that first one with Jason. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, no, it didn't have Jason. That's crazy, no. but it, yeah. No. You're a liar. Yeah. Um. Yeah, if you watch the new one, is what you did. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love your delivery. That was great. Oh, man. Um, but what it, yeah, it allows you to immediately know where at least you have something in common. With right. Italian. And then there's a lot of the usual tension that goes along with person-to-person -person relationships, like of in-person relationships in the very beginning that makes it sort of difficult, mm -hmm. that is, is not present. You get a chance right. to know the person more deeply. Then, of course, you have those people out there who are like, well, you're on the internet. You don't really know them. And then, right. But, you know, I think if you know how to do it right, then yeah. you do. <laughs> well, that's the thing, yeah, because they talk about things like catfish and stuff, but it seems like with the catfish ones, and I, I, this is a horrible sweeping generalization to make and I shouldn't make it but it always seems like there are red flags that these people uh, ignore um, I don't know am, am, I, am I right about that or I, I, know I was watching one today and Neve and, and, and Max were talking about how you know this came up and this isn't true we talked to these people and they said this isn't true and the girl's like yeah but it could be this or it could be that and turn off that her dreamy male model guy turned out to be uh, a lesbian woman that was catfishing her the whole oh. time I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that's what it is, is I think that's what, um, you know, when, uh, when when there are certain, you know, th there's always, there seems to be some major things. And, and I, I think I've seen one out of all of them where those major um, 
uh, red red flags ended up not being the case. It just ended up being a guy who just didn't know how to use a webcam and uh, was just uh, embarrassed that he didn't make enough money, and that was it. And it turned out they were great for each other. But uh, other times when they don't want to use a webcam, it's like, well, okay, you know, or they don't want to talk on the phone or they don't want to show, you know, you're kind of like, okay, you know. And, and I think we, we maybe we're savvy enough to know it or, you know, maybe if you're – because you've, you've had – you're, you're, you know, a lot of them are, are younger kids too. I know on the show, and so maybe that helps too. When 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 we're we're older, we we've had a, a few more real relationships pr- prior to being on the internet that we can uh, we know what to look for. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think if you just know enough about people, eventually you can and you can figure it out. And um, I mean, now Skype is a big part right. of it. Yeah. Um, and you actually feel like if you're in a long distance relationship, you actually feel like you're a lot closer than you did many years ago when you didn't have Skype. And then it was mainly phone calls. Right. Hours and hours and hours of phone calls mm-hmm. every every single day. Um, yeah. But I did, you know, there's a. I really think that people are starting to get a, an understanding of the fact that it's not so weird anymore. Right. There was, a, like, many years ago um, when I was with the one guy that I was with for so long. I mean, so I was with him for, like, nine years, so that goes way back. Right. And it's already been, you know, a year since then. So it's, right. like, um, ten years ago, there was sort of a stigma attached yes. to meeting people online. And I don't think it's really that much of a big deal anymore. Mm-hmm. And also, if you look at the statistics, something like I saw like a really mind-blowing statistic not too long ago. It was something like in the 80 percentile or so of, yeah. of relationships these days at least start. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're long distance. It could just be local, and then you, right. you just happen to meet on the Internet or whatever. But there's yeah. a huge percentage of relationships these days that start on the Internet. So I think it's just um, it's getting to be – more acceptable. I mean, of course, you have to be careful, but you have right. to be careful if you meet someone face to face. Exactly. I mean, yeah. People meet serial killers all the time, and they yes. never make it out of the basement. Yeah. Ted, so, <laughs> yeah. Ted Bundy and John Wayne Gacy did a great job before. Exactly. You know, and Facebook. Dahmer, yeah. I mean, you know, they met these people face to face. Yeah. They went to clubs and stuff, and then they ended up in a vat of acid. Yes. So it it there's always something to be. You always have to be careful, and exactly. if you just uh, pay attention and you know get to know a person you can yeah you can and it works out very successfully a lot of times yeah has for you exactly exactly yeah exactly well i think that's kind of a great note to end things well we're kind of you know not end to end but we're wrapped start to wrap things up um so erased um i think we're both kind of giving this one a go right is that a yes yeah i say yeah i say give this movie a watch i enjoyed it yeah I didn't really have any preconceived notion of it going in. I know mm-hmm. I knew that I liked Aaron Eckhart, but I didn't. Uh, you know, just the Netflix description seemed very uh, basic. Right. But um, and I guess it kind of was if you're like, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I'm the same. You know, I wasn't expecting to like it to be honest. Like the first ten minutes or so, I thought, well, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I think it, it, it. You know, I think again, if you're especially if you're an Aaron Eckhart fan. But um, I think overall, this is a very earnest attempt. Um, the film is, you know, it's a little too born identity-ish, but I think Aaron Eckhart uh, is able to transcend that for, for me. I agree. Yeah. All right. Now, what have you got going on uh, as far as uh, podcast-wise or other projects going on? Well, let's see. Right now, we are still we're cranking along in our Friday retrospective on Devour the Podcast. Mm-hmm. 
so um, that'll be pretty fun. We had we recorded the first show. We still haven't recorded Friday too, but that's going to be. I'm looking forward to that because mm-hmm. um, I'm Team Jason all the way. Love him, and <laughs> that's fun for me. So I'm doing that, and then there's the playlist. I had a really fun episode last night. If anybody wants to check out the link to that, uh, just hit me up um, either on Facebook or Twitter forward slash my maybe nineteen seventy four. You can even email me, maybe nineteen seventy four at gmail dot com and I'll be happy to send you a link to that if you want to listen to it uh before it hits the website. And then I'm working on next week's playlist. The next Tuesday is my birthday. So Ooh, excellent. I'm actually doing a show. I'm doing my live show on my birthday. Nice. So uh I think what I'm going to be doing is all music from nineteen seventy four. Oh, excellent. Oh, that sounds I good. Actually, I haven't actually dived in right. to see what, what I'll come up with, but that's the first thing that popped into my head. It's either that or all birthday songs, and i got about four of those. So excellent. that's be a very short show. Yes, well, that sounds good then. Excellent. We'll look forward to that then. Uh, Jamie's birthday. We'll all wish you a happy birthday on Tuesday, and uh, and check out your yeah, show then. listen to me live. Uh, Tuesday at 11, and and that would be a wonderful birthday present for me. All right. Excellent. Well, uh, we are finished with today's show. Remember, you can always check us out on iTunes if you miss the show. Um, I'm at uh, mattmovieguy.com. Also on Twitter, I am at DTV Connoisseur. And Jamie just mentioned she's at Maven1974. Uh, stay tuned with us tonight. We've got John coming up with music. We've also got wrestling and Crosstalk at 11. So, I actually... Uh, Crosstalk is coming up now. Oh, it's coming up now. Oh, okay. His, yeah, he switched his time slot. So okay. Crosstalk is coming up at 9, and then um, I think he'll be doing his music later. But uh, his guest wasn't able to do crosstalk the late time slot. So uh, Crosstalk is coming up next. All right, excellent. Well, thank you all for listening, and uh, we look forward to seeing you all next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.